Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome, welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast. We're so glad you're here. This is for December 5th through 11th, and we're so glad you're tuning in. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the astrologers here, and I'm also a, a psychic, a medium, um, a tarot reader, and coach, and much more. You can find out all about it at divineandrogen.com. I'm Bright Hawk. Delighted to be here. I'm a musician, a storyteller, author of The Dancing Hippo, a wonderful gender-free, gender-neutral book. Great book for the holidays, very inspiring. It's a story about resilience and authentic, being your most authentic, fabulous self. And you can find out more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, uh, jack of all trades, master of none, professional student. Um, I kind of sit here learning, trying to learn as much astrology as I can and get the input and insight of what's going to happen for the week. And yeah. Oh, and I have a book. It's a journey through the major arcana. It's called The Fool's Journey. You can find it on Amazon and it should be in the description below. Yep. Mm -hmm. It is. And um, this week, we're going to do a little forecast for you for uh, December 5th through the 11th. And but right now we're going to take a minute and do a little meditation. Thank you, Brighthawk, for playing your handpan. And I invite everyone to take a deep breath and shake your hands. Let the energy of your day go and whatever you've encountered so far today. Take a few deep breaths and let it all out. just a moment to imagine yourself warm and comfortable but outside and outside staring at the stars And as you stare at the stars that are like twinkling lights in the sky, and the moon is glowing off to your side, 
There's some of the stars that seem to be just shining bright. The stars are twinkling, but some of them seem to be just shining bright. And as we come in, we come in to, as we zoom into this planet, actually. It's a planet that's shining bright in the sky. And as we zoom into this beautiful planet, we realize that it's Mercury. Mercury spins very fast moves around us very quickly. And as we stare at this planet, we recognize all that they stand for. We recognize that they stand for communication, connection to each other. It is a messenger and one very important message that Mercury carries is that the gender bend is as normal as any other planet. It has its traits just like the rest. And so it is a reflection of the human gender revolution in the sky. It is just one example that what you may experience or people you love and know may experience in their gender bend, regardless of whether they're gay or lesbian or maybe they're trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming or gender fluid. Maybe it's just because they have a lot of mercury energy within them. Regardless, there are examples of them in the world. And so as we watch Mercury's fast moving energy spin around us, and as we back out from the universe, and watch it do its dance around the earth, we take a moment to recognize that gender variance is as natural as the sun. and fold it within ourselves and in within us the part of us that changes gender we are grateful for it as we are as natural as the sun now as we come back down to planet earth and land in our warm comfortable space We come to acceptance 
of who we are just as we are. Perfectly perfect just the way we are. Just take this moment to wiggle your toes and open your eyes and become present in your body here and now perfectly imperfect just like the universe said so <laughs> fantastic thank you my pleasure <clears throat> Well, my friends, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> so I'm going to share my screen. Okay. See if it, yes, it did it. <laughs> All right. So hopefully, okay, great. So, as we start off the week, I'll remind you from last week that from the week before. So if you're listening to this on December 5th, um, the day before, there's a T-square carrying over. Okay. And a T-square is two energies pulling on each other. And both of those energies are squaring something. And I usually find that in those moments, instead of engaging in that energy of going back and forth that instead if we just point towards that point that things get better okay or it's at least easier to navigate the t-square okay so on the fifth there's actually three t-squares so there's one that's pretty i'm gonna say pretty intense because it's involving so many planets and um, asteroids which would be the one with Neptune, um, Neptune and Pisces, okay, and Venus and Sag, um, and that's actually squaring, Venus will actually be squaring Neptune, and then Ceres in Virgo will be in opposition to Neptune, and it, Ceres is like mothering, okay, and Neptune is about vision, so they're kind of pulling on each other, Right. And Jupiter is also there next to Neptune, making visions and including fake visions, especially. OK, <laughs> like stuff where you're like, it's not true. OK, mm. so that energy right there will be extra big and it's going to be pooling on the nurturing energy within us. And at the same time, Venus and uh, Mercury are going to be squaring it. Okay, so just because there's so much involved, and with the other two T-squares, the all three of them, it could feel like a lot of struggle, pushing and pulling, and um, and sort of challenges on the fifth, um, and because there's three T-squares going on at the same time, and we tend to kind of just melt it all together. But the good news is, is that with all that going on, there's a rectangle going on. So that means that whatever's going on in this challenge is actually meant to happen. So you're meant to have this challenge so that you can 
overcome it. And and I'm not talking just a little bit. I'm talking like big, like big life lessons around this time, okay? Big like, holy shit, let me not do that again. Or um, or say, this person is really toxic. Clearly, they can't speak to me in a nice way, right? Because Mercury's involved. Um, or their type of love may not suit what you need. So those those kinds of things could happen because Venus and Mercury are involved. And uh, Juno is also involved. So that makes me also think about commitments and relationships. Okay, so with Venus and Juno involved and then throw Mercury in there, Mercury is at the center of communication. So those three T-squares are going to be like, and but you're going to learn big lessons from it so try to make sure whatever is going on that you go okay what am I supposed to learn from this so instead of saying why me try saying what am I supposed to learn what am I to learn from this as much as though to probably suck a little bit <laughs> what do you got, Brayhawk? Where's the moon at? Well, the big news of the moon this week is um, December 7th will be a full moon in Gemini. So right now it's in Taurus and it's a waxing moon. December 7th is a waxing, what we call gibbous moon, where it's almost full. And, um, <clears throat> and of course, the moon in Taurus is exalted. The moon likes to be in Taurus. And if you recall... Moon in Taurus, the positive signs of Moon in Taurus includes trustworthy and affectionate and creative and warm and artistic. And the challenging side of a Taurus moon could be obstinate, <laughs> you know, get your heels dug in, think of a Taurus, right? Um, possessive, rigid, you know, they when they make up their mind, they don't change it generally. Um, they take a long time to make up their mind, but then once they do, it's solid. <laughs> so Taurus is, moon in Taurus is exalted and we're headed towards a full moon. So when the moon is waxing and waxing, right, it's there's a fullness. So whatever intentions you set during the new moon, you're wanting to harvest it, see it through, finish it off, you know, put in the time, get the reward. Um, it's it's a good time to to harvest whatever it is that you're working on and and looking into that. Sagittarius has some bright energy that it that it has there. So there's um, you know we're headed towards a full moon. So full moons are big. The other thing I wanted to share is. Um, you know, each sign, each moon sign has a uh, correspondence to the body. So when you think about um, uh, Taurus, Taurus, oh, I don't have it on this one because it's moving into Gemini. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. There it is. So Taurus rules the neck, vocal cords, the throat. And uh, gland, and of course, thyroid glands, which is really important. Your thyroid is super important. So um, that's interesting about Taurus, that it rules the neck area. And then the other thing that I was learning about looking into these things was that there, if you have a choice about elective surgeries or not, you know, 
um, if you ever have a choice about these things, sometimes we don't have choices and you just do what life requires. If you do have a choice, never schedule those things on a full moon. Never. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. Well, the hospital is usually kind of a crazy place on a full moon. It just makes sense, Witness. doesn't it? Doesn't it make sense? <laughs> so just one of those little things. So yeah, that's what's going on on the 5th. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. and, and from a... And to add to your transits, we are definitely talking about a square. The moon has a square to Saturn. So there's that conversation with dad going on, right? Saturn being the, that figure. And um, it's conjunct Uranus, right? And Uranus is retrograde in Taurus. And um, it's trine Pluto in Capricorn. So what do those, some of those things mean for us, Hollis? Well, the conjunction. So conjunctions are usually when two planets are within a certain, like under 10 degrees with each other. And so that's usually kind of like a mixing pot, right? So they mix. So that tells me Uranus retrograde, which is in Taurus, which is kind of like going into old ways of doing things, honestly, because Uranus is retrograde. So we're not actually, Uranus is usually very revolutionary, mm -hmm. okay? And this is why trans people are currently experiencing um, a, a pretty traumatic time where we're kind of like, what the hell, right? Okay, because queers were once called Uranians, okay? Right. And so, and the reason we were called Uranians is because we're kind of revolutionary people as a whole. Queers are generally pretty revolutionary. Okay, and we we know that love is love and we have some we have some pretty strong beliefs that are pretty forward thinking compared to the old ways. But Uranus is in retrograde and has been for a while, which is exactly why we're feeling it's a little challenging right now. And it's in Taurus, which is already an energy that can kind of dig its heels in anyway. And then you add the moon to it. That makes me think about emotional, like holding on to the old ways, okay? Mm -hmm. And so that's not just not just around gender revolution, but about other things that are kind of revolutionary thinking. We're going to still be thinking like, you know, like uh, we don't need to be teaching black history or so we're going to get like caught up in old things, old ways of thinking. OK, so instead, try not to get up in those em old ways of emo in your emotions. So if you especially if, um, you know, you have anything going on in Taurus, in Taurus, um, you want to pay attention if any planets are in there. And I would say that you just want to be aware of that, okay? So you want to be aware of old ways of thinking. And so that's going to, you know, apply to these three T-squares. So, you well, know. Plus you have the trine to Pluto, which is Pluto's transformation. And so that's like easy transformation, blessed transformation. Trines are blessings. Yeah, but so, it's in Capricorn, which can be kind of cold and yeah. distant. Mm. So that's the only problem about that. Mm. But it might, it, you might find transition, especially with three T-squares, you might be able to overcome something like say, uh, I got to stop assuming the worst and instead ask myself the opposite. Well, what if the worst didn't happen? What if the best happened instead, right? So try to dream up the best case scenario. What if that was to happen? Well, doing that is 
positively powerful, <laughs> magical, and intentional. Because let's think about it, folks. It's obvious, right? Thought creates reality. So the beginning of creating your dreams is thinking about them, visioning them, dreaming about them. What do I really want? What would really be wonderful to have happen? And that's a beautiful thing. I don't think we encourage enough dreaming in our society. I think there's a lot of things that can shut you down. And it's hard to even get into that space if you're always stressed out. So Mm-hmm. It's good to give yourself some time to breathe and some time to, you know, think about what do I really want? Is this still what I want? Is this making me happy? Right. Yeah. So, so, so the December 5th will be a day for emotional and probably a lot of personal contemplation, but just know that it's taking you to a good place. So even if it's hard, just know that it's taking you to a good place. Yeah, for sure. Cause that rectangle yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yep, it's all the same planets. The rectangle <laughs> will continue on the 6th. So will the most of the T-square will continue. Yep. So sort of the theme will continue on the 6th, but it'll probably start to lessen its intensity. So it'll probably, you'll probably have figured a few things out. And so so your challenge is kind of going through the 5th and the 6th. Did you have anything special with the moon on the 6th? Well, there's not as much on the 6th. The moon, the big news is the moon moves into Gemini. And Gemini is, uh, you know, the positive sides of Gemini. Gemini is a great networker, really positive. The, The moon loves an active mind in Gemini, you know. And so witty, charming, lively, amusing, very entertaining, can be part of the, you know, life of the party. On the... Challenging side, uh, Gemini moon could be disorganized, could be inconsistent, maybe superficial, possibly cunning and manipulative. <laughs> so that's the that's the shadow side of Gemini. But basically, the Gemini's active mind. That's what I you know. If you had to summarize it, that's what you would summarize it as. Gemini's are quick thinkers, and. Um, and the next day is going to be a full moon. So this is when the when it looks almost full. And the next day it'll be full. Okay, so December 7th, it's full. Yeah. And then it's um uh there's a sextile with on the sixth, there's a sextile with Jupiter, and on the seventh, there's a sextile with Chiron. Um it'll be having a variety of conversations with Chiron, starting off with sextiles the beginning of the week and at the end of the week it'll be squares so the conversation is going to start off sweet but it might get more challenging and you might have to you know what's the moon moves fast <laughs> yeah and Chiron of course is the wounded healer the uh the the wounds that we get that we would never have asked for but because we had them we've learned so much we've become the person that we are so you kind of can't can't take those things away because was medicine right it made you who you are so those are the those are the the edges right and um Chiron is a teacher so uh on the seventh it's there's in addition to the full moon there's a nice trine with Saturn and, mm. and so you know it moves quickly right so Monday it was a square with Saturn and now uh Wednesday it'll be 
it'll be a trine. So, well, that sounds good. That sounds like uh, emotionally, we'll probably figure some things out. But by the seventh, we might have some other things to do about it. Right. Or we might have to help our brain believe what we feel now. So you may have shifted your emotions. Um, but, you know, now it's about speaking. So like, if you say, okay, well, I'm going to try to, you know, uh, speak positively about myself because my brain can hear what I'm saying. So you're going to try not to say bad things about yourself anymore. And so you might just need a little practice of that, especially with Mercury moving into Capricorn, which is about communication. And Mercury is also one of our representations of gender bend as we talked, as we visited in our meditations. So Mercury has a tendency to uh, push on certain things and push on people's buttons, just like sometimes it can feel like pushing on people's buttons to ask for your appropriate uh, pronoun. But that's what you're supposed to do. That's how it's supposed to happen. Not that we want to torture you or the universe wants to torture you, but because you're brave and strong and because you can. And because um, you are meant to teach something. So Mercury in Capricorn is very much about the messenger. And with it in Capricorn, it could be a little bit cold. So you may have a hard time communicating your emotion with Mercury and Capricorn, okay? So that's where you want to be careful but and be aware that some of the same challenge will carry over. But again, we're still learning with that rectangle still in the sky. It's still bringing that same energy of this is what you're going to learn. This is what you're going to bring forward. This is what's going to happen. Um, and you're going to be bringing forth something that's really um, change your life. It's going to change the direction of your life. It's going to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you function in life. Rectangle is a big deal. It very much has a lot to do with like your whole foundation. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Very foundational for mm -hmm. sure. And sextiles are kind of good um, in that they, you know, you want the planets to have sex, my friends. Right? Okay. <laughs> sure. Woohoo. Okay. Well, I, I yeah, found it interesting that you're saying it's Mercury going in Capricorn and that it's kind of cold because that's the full cold moon. <clears throat> so the full it, cold moon is that day. And that's uh, basically, it's about reflecting the entire, you know, you're pretty much going through the year. You're going through everything. Look at what you have harvested, what you have done. What could you have done better? It is really a time of reflection. It's supposed to be a time of darkness and going within. Mm. And then since it's the full moon now, from this point on, it's supposed to get brighter and brighter. But it's supposed to be the longest days, though, you know, the, the cold moon before the Yule. So right, that's what I was thinking. How long does it yeah. go till? Oh well, this it's gonna go. Oh, oh I moon. think till the next next full moon. So yeah, there's a new moon on December twenty third. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a new moon, <clears throat> and then it'll okay. go into the next full moon. So it's kind of like it's gonna be a time of like going in, hibernating, reflecting, sure. going through everything. Like I said within the past year and then once you get to the next full moon now you know it's nothing but brighter from this point on 
So, right. so it's supposed Thank to give you. you, even though it's dark, it's supposed to give you hope. Okay. Okay, one. cool. That's awesome. That's great to know that. Yeah. And the cold moon, is that, yeah. is, do you know if that came from indigenous views or? There's, yeah, like there's many versions of the moon. I mean, I have a list here. It's drift, drift clearing moon, frost exploding moon, hoarfrost moon, little spirit moon, long night moon, midwinter moon, moon of popping trees, snow wow. moon, winter maker moon. So, and these are like all different tribes and oh. they all have that same, you know, some are in the east side, some are on the west side, you know, but they all have the same base basis. This is when it's cold. This is when it's, it's dark or longer. And this is a time of introspection. And this is a time of, you know, I guess, uh, accountability as well. So, but that's all the tribes are all pretty much. It's the same thing across the board. Right. Nice. Beautiful. And it's so beautiful when we can all share our different perspectives, especially when they're very similar. Yeah. Um, I, it's hilarious because of course the pagan belief um, is that we're in a pretty cold, dark time and mm -hmm. Yule, which sounds like will be the end of this moon. will will start entering into the light, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so that's on the 20th, 21st, which 20th. is also her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and but usually people will say that it's usually a couple days after Yule, then you start to feel, because then the days start to get a little bit lighter, a little bit longer. So my friends, there is an end to this <laughs> five o'clock at the end, you know, the sun's going down at five o'clock and you're like, what happened in my afternoon? Right. Right? Yeah. So there is an end to that. So great. Thank you so much for that lacrosse. No yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the seventh, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, on the eighth, we're going to sort of, if things are going to kind of head off. I feel like this grand cross on the 8th is going to be a head off, okay, because the moon's going to be in Gemini, um, and that can be, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure, with you, Bright Hawk, but it's part of a grand cross, and so a grand cross is literally like a cross in the circle zodiac, okay, and what it means is that some planets are in opposition to each other, and then other planets are squaring each other. So we have push-pull energy. So you have Jupiter and Ceres still pulling on each other. And Jupiter is about expansion and that kind of thing. And Ceres is about, is about motherhood and nurturing. So there could be about like, oh, but I want to do this, but I have to do some self-care. Um, you know, I have to take a little time for myself. I can't just run off and do all of this. Um, and then Venus in Sagittarius is going to be very much about love and relationships or also a love for travel or a love for philosophy, okay? And that's gonna be about that in opposition to Moon and Gemini, which can sometimes be like emotionally argumentative or even emotionally sort of uh, quick on the thinking, and that's gonna push and pull. So I'm gonna say on the eighth, but you're still 
you're still manifesting your destiny because that's the rectangle. Okay, so you're still manifesting that. So if you find yourself coming to a head on this day, on the December 8th, it's just because it's ready to come into, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to, the seed is going to poke out of its shell, if you will. So we'll start growing from here. Wow. That one will impact me. That definitely lights up a lot in my chart. Right <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, the moon will have gone right over top of my natal Mars, which currently Mars has been dancing on my Mars <laughs> for the last the moon, however many months. <laughs> the moon will be on top of my north node. So. Okay. And then, so, of course, you have, you know, Virgo there and I have Virgo rising. And so you want to look at you want to look at what's yeah. in Pisces, what's in Sag, yeah. what's in Virgo, what's in Gemini. If you have anything in the later degrees of Pisces, Sagittarius, Virgo or Gemini, later degrees, I mean, like 25 or more. OK, so you want to look if you have anything in those four signs, Pisces, Sag, Virgo, or Gemini, you want to just look and see what's there in those later degrees, 25 degrees or higher. Um, that will be really priceless for you to know, mm. just so that you can hold on to yourself that day. Mm. Although the last time we had a Grand Cross, I held on to myself okay that day, but it was the days afterwards that I had a hard time with it. So. <laughs> You know, <laughs> do what you can, friends. No one's perfect. Yeah, it is. It'll be what it'll be. That's for sure. Um, all of that activity and that formation, the moon is square Neptune. So your dreams and visions, what are they? It's, it's trining Saturn. So, you know, that can be a positive opposing Mercury, and it will have just passed over conjuncting Mars and Gemini. And so, uh, yeah, so that, you mm -hmm. know, there's, de mm -hmm. there's definitely some, some tension when in the day of, and I would also be mindful of your tongue, <laughs> uh, you know, not saying something super sharp, having the moon pass over Mars retrograde in Gemini, it just makes me think that's when little razor blades can sometimes come out and then later you're like, I didn't mean it to come out like that. That could be, this could be one of those days where you go, oops. So just, yeah. you know, even with the moon speak. in opposition, yeah, you know, to Mercury will also create that. So when you start having two yeah. or three things that point to the same issue, then you definitely want to be paying attention to what's coming out your mouth on the 8th. So just pay attention, maybe uh, sit on it till the next day. Be sure that's really what you want to say. That's all. Just try to control what comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. On the 9th, um, we will be getting some new T-squares. And we've talked about T-squares before. You know, they're push-pull energy with a squaring energy that tends to kind of pull up on things, okay? And I find that when you go with the squaring energy, it's easier to master than it is when you do the opposite, when you try to, when you get in to the push-pull energy, okay? So um, in this instance, Pisces and, um, sorry, Jupiter and Ceres, 
will still be in opposition. Okay, that's that same energy. And um, the sun and Mars will be in opposition to each other. So that makes me think about a lot of heat. Okay, that's a lot of heat with sun and Sag. Sag is already a fire sign. The sun is pretty hot anyway. It's where you're headed. And Mars, Mars is hot. When it's in Gemini, it tends to be more air. But then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, then you're just throwing air on that fire, okay? <laughs> so it's like, <sighs> okay, so you might feel a little bit like that. The best thing to do is stay committed. Stay committed, okay? Mm. Stay committed to what's important to you, to what means a lot to you, especially spiritual commitments. So if you have some sort of spirit with Juno and Pisces, so you want to look yeah. at your, if you need an answer to your fire energy that you might be feeling on this day, um, look to your commitment, uh, especially spiritual commitments, Juno and Pisces. Okay. So like if you have a commitment to not curse people or something, <laughs> then you might want to engage with that. Okay. Engage your higher ideals. You yeah. can do it. Yeah. You, you can, can do, do it. it. Draw yeah. from it. It'll, it'll, that'll be what gives you the yeah the float the you know surf through it really well mm -hmm. because neptune and juno are kind of right next to each other yeah so they're going to be pulling on that energy for you mm -hmm. so neptune is about your vision and what you think should mm -hmm. be good or what's right so just be careful about um again about engaging too much fire because it could really set you off so. so instead, engage the moon because <laughs> the moon is cool and watery. And guess what? It comes home to to Cancer. Moon, uh, the moon is home in Cancer. It rules Cancer, and um, so moon in Cancer means on the positive side. Moon in Cancer is an imaginative. They can be very sympathetic and understanding. They can be protective because cancer, think about it, they're the crab, right? They have the home on their back. And so they're very much about home and family. And so they look after their family. They look after their home. And if any of that gets threatened, well, then they get in your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can be possessive. They can be moody. They can be critical. Um Truth be told, they can be self-pitying and sometimes they can be a nag. So there you have it, both sides of, of cancer. But the thing to know about cancer is what Hollis just described. You know, we have the sun in the fire. We have Mars, which is a fire sign in Gemini. If you're feeling like it's too much heat, lean into the cool moon in cancer and feel your toes in wet, cool sand. And, you know, just lean into that if that's what you need. Maybe take some time home alone. Yeah. Spend a little time at home um, or in your room or, you know, take some home alone time type of thing. It's, it's perfectly wonderful to give yourself time to breathe, have a bath, to do what makes you feel good because it's a sextile to the North Node. And of course, we always talk about the North Node as our destiny, our faith, our North Star, right? Where we're headed. And so um, Moon in Cancer with the sextile to the North Node can have a, what do you want? What are, you, what are your dreams? And 
really being in that wonderful energy. Of course, it's opposing Mercury. So it's that same like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable having that conversation today. We're not going to have that conversation today. I'll talk to you next week or whatever feels right for you. Um, because those energies are definitely up. And if it feels like too much, you're in charge. Mm -hmm. So do what feels right for you. Yeah, for sure. And with the sextile, with the moon sextiling Uranus, that could be really helpful um, in your revolutionary energy. Like you feeling, especially if you're really tapped into your moon and your Uranus energy, you'll be able to tap tap in in a way that helps you grow forward. Um, that you'll hopefully feel uh, or have some awareness um, of your connection. So yeah, especially at home, especially if you take a little alone time. Um, okay, and then yeah. one more day, which is the 11th. <laughs> wow. So the first thing I want to say is that when we're on the back side of the full moon or we're in the waning phase of the full moon, this is also a good time, especially with the cancer full moon, uh, the cancer moon to clean house, let go, shed, whatever it is. It's the, as the moon sheds, you can too. It's a wonderful time to do that. So the moon is still in uh, Cancer and it's, you know, still sextiling Uranus and it's also in a square now. Remember I told you the beginning of the week, the moon was in a trine with the Chiron and now it's in a square with Chiron. So those, that can just be a teeny bit challenging, but <laughs> it, it can also be very good. It can be recognizing now that you know what you know and have had to earn the healing that you've earned, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. How do you want to move forward in a good way so you stay strong and healthy and you help others be strong and healthy? Now, if you're going through relationship stress on this week, I want to say that whatever's going on, you're meant to be going through it mm -hmm. because this couldn't be more destined. It's got two a rectangle and two yachts, especially around emotions, um, especially around sort of daddy energy or father energy or the system energy, okay? Um, and your emotions and your home and how that interacts, okay? Now the yod in because there's two yods. One is in with the moon, Saturn, and the sun, and that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With your motion, Saturn represents uh, the system, and it can also represent divine masculinity and fatherhood. And uh, the sun, I personally think the sun tends to represent a very similar type of fatherhood, but it is the divine masculine. Uh, because it holds space for all. Uh, the sun, you know, doesn't really care what color your skin is. Um, it still gives you warmth <laughs> and vitamin D, okay? <laughs> um, and so, in my opinion, the sun is a great example of divine masculine. Um, and the Saturn is more of the system, which can sometimes be toxic for some of us. Now, the other yod with the sun, again, uh, interacting with Uranus, which I said can kind of hold on to things, 
and it's also interacting, pointing um, together. The two is pointing from the moon and Cancer. So the moon is involved in both of these. So it won't last very long, but if something's destined to happen around your relationship, it's going to happen on this day. Venus is going to move into Capricorn on that day as well, which is very much about love and relationships. And it's moving into Capricorn, which is a little on the cold side and can sometimes be uh, just hard to tap into the emotion part. And Venus is a very emotional sign. Okay. And then you have Lilith, who is the divine feminist, moving into Leo. Um, and Lilith roar. is also about, <laughs> yeah, Lilith is also, just going to say, so if you got some relationship <laughs> stuff going on, this is the day that mm. you need to pay attention the most mm. because whatever's happening is meant to happen. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, if you're single, let me just say, if some sort of passionate thing comes together, pay attention to that. Uh, you could have perfect placements that create a good experience for you, but I would not be surprised, especially like if your Venus is in Capricorn, okay? If you were born that way, it just means that you could all of a sudden meet someone that's very compatible with the Venus in Capricorn, okay? And it's just the way you love, and we all get to love in our own way, okay? And we all get to love our partners or be with our partners in our own unique way, in a way that expresses in the way that feels good to our partner, hopefully, okay? And that's that's a harmonious relationship in the end. It doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks, okay? And so I'm just saying that if you are single, pay attention because Venus moves into Capricorn. Now, if your Venus is not in Capricorn, it could also mean that uh, you fall in love with something else. You could fall in love with your job or your work or something like that. But I, but I, I tend to think that this is going to be a particularly intense day for anyone uh, in relationship, especially if you're having relationship problems. Um, but you could also have a really great day, but it was very destined, okay? That will be the theme it will be very destined with a rectangle and two yods. Wow. Like, it just feels super destined. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that I see that's really other than the three, the three T-squares will still be going on with Venus and Capricorn and Juno and Pisces down there. Like, those two T-squares will affect relationships. The planets in opposition the biggest thing that they're going to affect in relationship possibly is how you run your home. So if you find yourself arguing with your partner about the dishes or something like that, let me just say <laughs> some things are worth arguing about. And most often there's many things that are not. So try to weigh in your head is my partner just today having a rough day and unable to help me? Is this a regular thing that happens all the time? Can I forgive them for this because they do all these other great things? So you might want to make a little list. Maybe you need to write it down about the good things and then the more challenging things of your partner. And then hopefully 
the good things is much longer. And if not, the challenging things, maybe you could talk to them in a gentle, kind way. But I would I would give it a Venus a little time to get out of Capricorn before I do that. Maybe I would think about it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you have any questions? <laughs> Actually, no. I was uh I wanted to share some animal thoughts on this. Some okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh we're coming into the season of the owl and this I don't think you realize how much all of this just coincided with that, that oh, wow. bird of prey. Because like, if you recap, like I've been taking my notes. Okay. I've been taking my notes. Okay. On the fifth, it was talking about T-square pulling each other, you know, and struggles and challenges and big lessons, you know, Um, the owl is known for its wisdom. It's like, it's an ancient wise bird, but has night vision. And what's interesting about its night vision is, is it actually sees all through that darkness. And what I found is when it was talking about Jupiter, I think you were saying Jupiter and Pisces and the big illusions and the big, all that. That's when you want to tap into that owl wisdom and say, okay, I can see through this because it has that. It's literally one of its, its vision is as strong as that of an eagle at night. Mm -hmm. So, and also another thing that I found interesting is with the owl, another animal wisdom is the owl's eyes are huge. They're so big. But it's not just out here. They're actually massive inside the brain. It takes a good portion of its skull. Don't be so consumed with what's coming at you that could be illusions that you fill your head up with it. Don't let the eyes fill up the skull. So Mm. it's a lot of animal, you know, a lot of owl wisdom that needs to be used here through Mm -hmm. all this time. You know, and another thing you were saying about the the little snips. Yeah. You know, to be careful with those. Yeah. Well, their talons, they have 300 pound pressure. In other words, when you think of what you can do to another human being just with your words. Yeah. Careful, because that is a bird of prey and know how to use that wisdom smart. So it's all of this is just so coinciding with that, you know, with that bird. And it goes and his 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 energy goes from November 23rd to December 21st. So we've it, oh. it's. You know, that's that time of, of the owl. Um, so it's kind of runs with Sagittarius. Right. You know, exactly. and so, I mean, there's a lot more, like a lot more with him. And maybe I'll just throw tidbits every yes. week. Yeah, I love it. And share how the owl coincides with what's going on. But I yeah. just found that really interesting with. Yeah, I would agree. And what you were saying about it being wise. Mm-hmm. And immediately I come to, oh, okay, well, being wise is the person that says, um, instead of me blowing up right now, yeah. how about I take a 20-minute bath and think yeah. about this? Yeah. And step you know, back. That's, that's a wise choice. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's yeah. beautiful. I love that you're sharing the animals. I love the animal. I, I love animals um and the wisdom that animals bring yeah and um and i think now being the darkest time the owl totally makes sense (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah they're nocturnal and another thing with the patience of the owl it takes them three months to molt which means to get rid of what's no good to let the new come in wow which is that which is darkest time right yeah 
So um, it's vulnerable time because they're molting, but, you know, take that into consideration. Step back, you know, take what you don't need off, pick the battle, pick the struggle, and then wait patiently for the new to come in. Wait for the new struggle. It might be more important. It's true. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love owls. Yeah. You've never seen an owl close up. I just thought of the owl that we've seen in Washington state. Wow. Huge. Yeah. Barn owl. God, thing must have been. And we were leaving early in the morning so we could catch a ferry to Washington, to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And this owl was just hooting on the edge. And we, you know, we're headed to a nursing home for Let's Dance. And it was like, I felt like we were tapping into that wisdom because, you know, we're visiting elderly people, which are typically pretty wise. And, um, and I felt like I was tapping into the wisdom because as a nurse, they had told me Let's Dance when uh, they had told me when I was a nurse before I came up with Let's Dance, that the first thing I should do is see this country. So when I would say I want to travel, they would say, well, you should see this country first. And I have as a result of Let's Dance, which is our nonprofit where we visit nursing homes all over the United States. And that was a, a, a beautiful like moment because I had finally gotten to a state I never thought I would make it to, Washington State. And just this owl was massive. I just, and it was hooting and you could hear it, even though our windows and everything in our car were up and it was just so loud and present and it just moved its head and looked right at us, at Mm -hmm. both of us. And it was like, wow. And you felt like you had tapped into that energy of wisdom and of the elder energy. So, you know, as much as we want to dismiss those older than us, they do have something we don't have, which is however many years. Um, And they do learn some things. I'm not saying they're always right, but they're not always wrong. Right. Right. So I appreciate elder wisdom and going into looking at December 11th. Um, That's the best thing you could do is apply wisdom, honestly, because there's, again, now you have two rectangles. One of them is involving the moon. So the uh, one rectangle is the one that's kind of been going on most of the week, but it has Jupiter, Pluto, Pallas, Athena, Ceres, and Lilith. And so Jupiter is about expansion and bigness, okay, and Pluto is about transformation and it can kind of be cold right now because it's in Capricorn. Pallas Athena is about strategy, especially when it comes to our homes or our home life. Okay. And Ceres, which is about nurturing and also kind of about home life. So between the two of those, that makes me think that the two of those are cooperating with Lilith, which is about and Lilith and Cancer, which makes me think about fem- female independence at home. Mm. Um, so maybe uh, maybe you need your husband or uh, maybe one person is deciding that, you know, it's your role to do all the uh, all the work around the house or something like that. OK, so Lilith is going to be the one that goes, uh-uh, OK, 
uh, we all live here and we all cooperate and do the same amount of work. And the other rectangle, okay, so that's the one rectangle that's kind of having happened. So it might have something to do with home, um, especially, and transformation and the way people see things, okay? Now, the other rectangle has a lot to do with your emotions, maybe around regarding your mother or your home life or your childhood, especially with transformation, like Maybe you finally realize, why do I keep saying that to myself? That's what my mother would say to me. Ugh. Stop saying that, right? I don't want to be my mother. Maybe you're uh, repeating some of the things that happened to you as a child. So that rectangle would help you don't do that anymore. It would help you change those old ways. There will be some oppositions with things pushing and pooling, and that's the biggest I think one of the biggest um, aspects to deal with that's really challenging is oppositions because it, it there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of give to it. It's like one is pulling in one direction and one is pulling in the other. And with Pluto and Capricorn and Pallas and Lilith in uh, Cancer and the Moon in Leo, that's these are they're opposing each other. So just Pay attention to your emotions and how those might be pulling on, oh, but I'm supposed to do this and that kind of thing, okay? So if you're feeling low or something like that, it could maybe stop you from doing your more transformational plan. So, but I think on this day, you're meant to learn something. So again, tap into your wisdom, remember the owl, and <laughs> ask yourself, okay, what am I to learn? It's always a good question. What am I to learn? And on the 11th, the moon, as you can see, one degree, it enters Leo. And I happen to be a Leo moon. So I can tell you that the moon's brightness meets the exuberance and, and uh, warmth, the creativity of a Leo. The Leo moon can be broad-minded, colorful, hmm. <laughs> fun-loving. <laughs> I have a Sag sun and a Leo moon, so the fun factor is up in my world. <laughs> On the other side, the Leo, you know, Leo the lion, we can sometimes be a grumper and could be a little, shall we say, self-indulgent, self-centered, conceited, possibly overbearing, and maybe a bully. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, those are the shadow sides. Everything has its positive and it has its shadow, but... The Leo's Leo moon is very bright and happy for the most part. Go with the exuberance uh, and and not the, uh, you know, pat the lion in a good way, feed it in a good way, and it tends to be a happy lion. But there is a shadow side, so. Yeah. And considering it's in opposition to Pluto on that day, I would suspect that you could use the shadows, if you engage in the shadow side of the moon in Leo, it will keep you from your transformation. But if you engage in the light side, it could push you towards transformation. So do yeah. your morning practice. Yeah. Hopefully you have a, a morning practice that day. Yeah. With the trying to Jupiter, could be blessed. you could be really blessed up that way. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, doing your practice, doing things that feed your heart and soul and body and mind are always good things. Yes, exactly. So taking care of yourself, 
um, doing good things um, for yourself in any way, um, Leo Moon, especially if you have a Leo Moon too. Uh, that's in particular. <laughs> I know, and the yacht is all the same players that I have in the yacht that I in my chart: the Sun, the Moon, and Saturn. So your but, yacht is going to just light up. But it's they're in different. Oh, okay. the Sun is in Sag. Yes, check check. But the Moon in the the Moon and Saturn in the day you showed the yacht are, are different signs. Oh, okay. But it's the same player, so I'm kind of like, uh-oh. Huh, <laughs> I wonder what that means. Well, Destiny let us know how that goes. He's <laughs> calling your name! Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm worried about that Grand Cross on, so, you know, we all get to, and I try not yeah. to worry about it. So let me no. just tell you, I'm no. a Virgo, so sometimes I attend to worry about things okay so it's just natural to worry about these things so what i want to say is when you catch yourself worrying um usually you're imagining the worst case scenario right and you could choose to try to say well what's the best thing that could happen and that usually like because a lot of times your brain just needs something to trail upon something to think about. And so if you instead stop ruminating on the shadow side, instead try to engage in what good could happen and see what you could dream up of all the good things that could happen and then be delightfully surprised into whatever happens. The other thing you might do when you catch yourself in that moment is just do gratitude. Instead of do worry, do gratitude. Well, I am really grateful for whatever, fill it in, fill it in, fill it in. And that is a really good way to stop the monkey mind from trying to win the day on. Because <laughs> we all have it. It happens to everybody. And that's why you do practice. That's why you have moments to not have that be the, the who's driving the bus. Yeah, so if you don't have a morning practice, you should consider it from some wise old owls over here. Um, <laughs> Just might save you some time. You uh, think you don't have time for it, but I'll tell you what. The 10 minutes you take to do a morning practice is worth gold in your day and how it pays off and makes you more efficient. And I, even if you miss a couple of days, if you do it most days. That's right. I still, like, because I have Uranus on my Ascendant. And there's just sometimes <laughs> being consistent about anything is, yeah. So just, and it's in Scorpio, so it's constantly changing. So my morning practice changes all the time and that's okay, but at least I have one. That's right. And I skip a couple of days a week. I'm not always very consistent about doing every single day. I think you even sometimes struggle too. I think it's your Sag. And I think that's okay. Um, if you plan to do it every day and you do it five out of seven days, well, you still did better than you were doing before, which was maybe none, <laughs> right? Yeah, don't try to be perfect. Just yeah. do the best you can in each day, and that's mm -hmm. all you can do. Yeah, and even if it's just 10 minutes of stretching yoga or 10 minutes of meditation Writing or gratitude, mm -hmm. there's lots of different things you can do. Um, and I like mine to change all the time because I get bored. <laughs> I get bored. True. And in fact, if you're learning to row, 
Another thing you can do is pull a card each day and then study it. And if you are studying the Rider Waite deck, which is what Lacrosse did a book on, I would suggest that you color one of those, especially if you're one of those people that likes to color and that's kind of a meditative practice. Yeah, your morning practice could be coloring every morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Every kid would be thrilled. <laughs> your inner child will be just delighted. Because <laughs> just because a child made it. <laughs> so. That's great. I feel like that's what coloring does, at least for me. It brings out my inner child. But I feel like um, that's how I study astrology. That's how I study tarot cards. Okay, friends? So um, usually I pull one card a day and I just look at it, try to decide what it means, see if I can find that scenario throughout my day, either within myself or others around me. And that really helps me comprehend the card. Okay? So every time you get a new deck, try it out. It's a really great way to learn tarot. And that's how I learned it. So, friends, I'm going to pull three tarot cards right now. Uh, this is from the Pride deck, Love is Love, okay? And I'm going to pull three cards. And remember today, when you're listening to our broadcast, to only take what you like and leave the rest. Because, honestly, that's that's what this is all about. If something's not resonating with you, just, just ignore it and move on. It's okay. And, you know, um, it could just be meant for somebody else. Take what you like, leave the rest, okay? And I'm going to make my picture a little bigger here. Um, so this card is in our past, which is the High Priestess. Now, this is a beautiful card for many reasons. It always reminds me of transgender people, mostly because it's a moth. And moths, just like butterflies, tend to transform. You know, they transform just, and there's some really beautiful moths in the world, let me just say. And every time I see a moth, it reminds me as much of transgender people as butterflies do. And that's exactly what this is. This woman in this picture or this person in this picture, I believe it is a woman, but um, she could be transgender. And you will see that she has other like smaller moths under there and there's an apple in the front that kind of looks like she's holding it um and it's meant to say the transformation and the sacredness if you notice the front part of her has the moon on it and stars which is meant to be sacred and it has a rose in the middle because she is the high priestess notice the sun above her head there and her beautiful wings as they start to come out and her roots in the ground meaning that she holds her sacredness this card is about being sacred feminine and that's what this is to remind you about it is meant to remind you of all the feminine sacredness and we all have some part of us that has gone through sacred feminine trans people definitely know what this is um, because we usually access both sides of the gender spectrum at least in one way or another and many of us at least honor the sacred feminine whether it be in mother earth 
or in creatures that we see. That's exactly what this is. This is to remind you of the sacred feminine. When I say sacred feminine, I mean like the part that brings life forward, the part that gives life, the part that maybe gives birth to children, okay? So the, you know, this is very much about femininity, about sacred feminist, okay? This is about sacred motherhood and sacred womanhood, okay? And um, whatever part of that you identify with, and that is in your past, okay? So this is like, remember your sacred feminist, your sacred womanhood. And this is about the right now, which I think is a very interesting card because this card is about showing what you have. This is about giving your gifts to the world and the world appreciating those gifts. This is about bringing that forward in a display kind of way, much like a Leo would. And, you know, you have to have a little bit of ego in order to bring forth the gift that you do have. But you don't have to lead with your ego. There is a balance. And that's this card is about having that bravery to step forward with your gift. This is about presenting that gift forward and giving what you have. Okay, and that's pretty much what this card is about. And that's representing right now. Like, what gifts are you bringing forward? And this card is about our future. And this is the moon card. Mm -hmm. And this card is very much more about sacred feminine. So I'm starting to now think about, ooh, I wonder what's going to go on with women's rights. Because um, this is very much about the moon. This is very much about the cycles that we go through in life and those sacred cycles that we go through because life is a sacred cycle and so is your monthly cycle if you happen to have them um, and, and, and uh, everyone has cycles of a variety of types and some of us might be more affected by the moon while some others might be affected by mercury okay or um or venus and all of them have cycles and so that's what this is to remind you of is those cycles especially emotionality and feminism and female uh expressions okay so um it could also be about nurturing emotions okay and that's pretty much what this is about and this is also about feminist power because you can see that this um goddess that is holding the pole in her stick she has antlers like a like a male deer would have right and this is also meant to remind us that <laughs> that our ideas about gender are never completely solid in male or female okay so in the past we have the sacred feminine the sacred womanhood the sacred the high priestess this is very sacred card this is about honoring all that is sacred and that's what has happened and it's meant to be a reminder of that especially right now as you give your gifts and honor your gifts and bring your gifts to the world how can they be received and how can you bring them in the best way possible this is the nine of pentacles so it's very much about the gifts that you give the world and going forward, be aware 
of your own emotional expression, your cycles, as well as your maybe lack of gender conformity, um, and what part of you, even if you if you are maybe a cisgender woman, um, there is still part of you that is masculine. Just like if you, um, you know, we all have a little bit of both within us. That's pretty much what this is a reminder of, that almost none of us fit perfectly into what is the gender binary. And most of us know it's a crock of shit. So that's pretty much what this is about. So I hope you um, can enjoy that reading and just take those take those um those cards with you know whatever they mean for you well before we wrap up on december 11th you can go to my website brighthawkproductions.com and i'm doing a story time a family storytelling time we will be presenting my book the dancing hippo with my live action character it'll be a lot of fun It'll be 3 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Mountain time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and you can get more at brighthawkproductions.com. So think about it this way, friends. Like, okay, so there's drag queen story time, right? This is when drag queens read books. But drag kings, we bring our own style to things always. <laughs> and so Brighthawk tells the story using her hand pan, and I come in and act it out in costume as the hippo okay and so it's a lot of fun and i hope you'll it's free I, it's so come come join yeah it's completely free it's online so you can watch from anywhere it's on a sunday evening it's meant uh to be for the whole family so kids and everybody and kids of all ages enjoy this you know <laughs> um it's a great way to just kind of hang out with the family and it is interactive because you can chat with us and ask questions and you can absolutely maybe even uh chime in on a few things so we appreciate you if you tune in it's a lot of fun yeah very nice, very nice. <laughs> oh i did want to mention the wands book will be coming out i did the cool. fool's journey which is the major arcana but now i'm starting the series of the wands so they this week it should be out Okay. So, yeah, it should be up. So there. they can get the they can get the major arcana and color one so far. <laughs> and the wands and you're doing the other 3 too and you'll get those done when you can. What a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a lot of work. So Congratulations <laughs> lacrosse. I know Thanks it's a lot you. of work. Yeah. And I think it's really awesome. I mean, I really think it's meditative and engages mm -hmm. the inner child, which uh from a science perspective of learning um, if you engage your inner child in a good way, in a positive way that's good for you, and let's say coloring is, um, that's going to help you learn. It's going to help you learn. It's going to help open your brain. Because if you try to like force things into your brain, it doesn't usually work. No. Just saying. No. No. It actually works better if you just try to make it fun, try to make yeah. it, you know, try to engage your little kid. And I kind of look at it like you're making your own card. You're you're creating. You're putting the colors in. You're it. You know your expression is going into it. Which is you can make that that card look like anything you want. And that's that's what's so neat about it. No one will be the same. There won't be one 
right. an identical card. No coloring book will be the same. Each coloring book will be unique, just like we are. Absolutely. So. And I'm thinking about like if you do if you do have a deck like that and you do color it, let's say you just color it however you want, then when you do draw that card, you're probably gonna remember what you did yep. in your book. Yeah. yeah, so they probably help you remember too. So, yeah, so yeah. I think that's how it's gonna. That's really beautiful. Well, I'm glad you're doing that lacrosse. I'm super excited for you. Thank you, thank you. And I'm super excited um, to see see how the whole when a whole series is done. Yeah. So, <clears throat> soon, yeah, soon. <laughs> I imagine it takes a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> for sure. All right, friends. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Thank and you for listening. Yes. Thank you for tuning in and listening and commenting. And you can absolutely support us on Anchor. You can, We do accept um, support. And we appreciate that support. It does help pay for like things like the website or it just helps us uh, feel supported. So thank you. And um, thank you to Brighthawk for bringing the moon in and lacrosse for talking about the cold moon and our astro. Our astro, astro animal. animal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, I think that's totally awesome. Thank you, Hollis, for all the great reading. Good job. And I just, I love this beautiful collaboration nice. Nice of a way to help enhance people's lives. <laughs> And I hope you enjoyed this. Please let us know what you think. You can message us. You can comment. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're all over the place. All you have to do is find us. Yep. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Thanks, friends. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.